0: Russ Bowerman and you're listening to Grandiose Bullshit on CastBox. Prepare to get aroused. So for future reference let me verify that when I told this story of getting my dick thrown up on it's not the wildest sex story as in pleasurable. I myself am a married man. The story was more it's wild for me because You know what, in the 33 years I've been on fucking this hellacious fucking piece of land they call Earth. I've never had a woman throw up on my nether regions. Sexually or not sexually. Um, But, shout out to my old lady. Your mouth is the best. Like, I can't explain to y'all what a good blowjob's like. Like, I'm talking about... Your face looks like fucking Undertaker. Your eyes roll in the back of your head. Those nice fucking Egyptian costume sheets you bought. Your grandma bought you at fucking Bed Bath & They're in your butt crack right now. Because you clenched so goddamn hard. Your fucking soul is leaving your fucking nutsack. And this bad fucking bitch right here. She keeps sucking it. You're telling her, no, no, I'm too sensitive. Sound like Kevin Hart. This bitch ain't ready. That's kind of blow. my wife gets me. Oh, shit, man. By the way, as I was realizing, though, before we get into the topic, the kids nowadays are backing the Pokemon cards pretty hard. They are, and it's
1: huge online, actually. Like, there's actually a huge oh. community that'll watch... You know how they do toy unboxing and shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're actually, like... Pokemon pack unboxing. Yeah. What, where are the, people, what are the people streamers that I watched? That's how we got big. When, uh, but no, there's a darker side to it. <laughs> where people people will bet on if they get like a rare card or a holographic uh-huh. card and they'll bet live on YouTube or Twitch, but the bets are like handled through a third-party website. And people actually make money off that shit. You were saying Dark, I was thinking more like yeah, they're like prostitutes that are just yeah. doing shit for you, like Pokemon cards. Absolutely. Or like, I'd buy oh. off the grip,
2: like, oh, oh, man, yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, I got this holographic Charizard girl. How much? Dude, <laughs> holographic <laughs> Charizard? <laughs> dude.
0: I got a surfing Pikachu for a blowjob. Bang. Good. So, no, for cash. So, i was actually strapped for cash. I was going to steal my nephew's fucking Pokemon day. I try to sell it to Mason or something.
1: Mason doesn't play Pokemon. Oh, one of the books.
0: But the funniest thing was. I do, was like, I do know people that play Pokemon. There was a fucking one of the kids. It was my nephew. It was a random kid. <coughs> He's a dumbass. But he hid part of his deck. There's a little area outside the beach houses where it's like a shower station. So you come back from the beach, you got to rent software. There's a bench. The kid left a fucking stack, probably like that much, about an inch thick of just random cards. So I'm in the middle of uh, helping with the cook and the crawfish I noticed there's like two Pokemon cards. I have no idea if they're fucking nice or not on the ground. They're wet. I was like, that's fucked up. And I thought they were my nephews at the time. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a good uncle. I'm going to go in here and pick these hoes up off the ground. Make them dry What I realized was was uh, one of the people that was invited to that party was sitting on the deck of cards getting the meanest blowjob I've probably ever seen. And live person pause you're telling me somebody was
1: sitting on a deck of Pokemon cards getting their dick blown
0: yeah this guy was trying to find a place where his girl could blow him where the party would realize and so the shower is closed off what was the top card of the deck uh, it was stuck to his butt cheek and I wouldn't look at it because <laughs> that could <laughs> say pretty, something that's about fair. that guy that's pretty if you're talking like For a sure, like
1: yeah. a cloister I don't know. That's I just, like a spiky vagina, essentially. Oh, yeah, I do know that one. Yeah, or if you're talking like,
0: I don't know, man, like I don't a, like a bead drill with, with the drills up his ass. I don't know. I was just sitting there like the kids when I got those cards back. I was like, I would probably burn every one of those cards. Yeah. It was so close to a fucking. You definitely can't clean those at no, all. No, for sure, yeah. And, I mean, the fact that they were next to these buttholes that goes by the name Nacho. You should throw those away. It's so,
1: always nacho.
0: I hope there ain't no rare cars in that deck. But then, well, here's the thing, though. When I was writing that story down, it was the funniest thing to me. When I was writing this down, I was like, what can I add to make the story better? And I just thought about their phrase, gotta catch them all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> As in, <laughs> Yeah. Gotta catch them all. That can go
1: two ways. You gotta catch them all like SCDs, or you gotta catch them all in the act.
3: For figured sure. figure out that there are people out there... They hover around the dark web or the deep web. And they're called bug chasers. Uh, you're telling me about this? Called, there's dark, like deep web people that go around and there's a fucking community of them. And they actually try the hardest to get as many SCDs as possible and what or the fuck? Transmit their powerful SCD ridden bodies. How they can transmit it to other people. Like, Like unknowingly.
1: I've heard something of that, of a sense of a lot of people that go to conventions. Not a lot, but there are people that go to conventions, like higher up people, like rich people conventions. And they go there and they have essentially the bacteria of, not an airborne illness, but like something that you can put in the air to get a bunch of people sick and stuff like that actually affect the stock market to where all these rich, powerful people can't go to work and might make bad decisions based on how sick they are? Like, that's, that's a thing. Wrong. It's so weird. That's pretty crazy. How do you get into that thought process of like, okay, maybe if, instead of, fuck, I mean, let's get him a drunk and get some inside info. There's a, there's a lot of sadistic people in the world, bro. Everybody.
0: There is a hooker in baytown that she is the first one in legal stature that actually got charged with attempted murder because she was hiv positive and willingly knew she was hiv positive and fucked like a bunch of dudes for like two years and they actually tracked down like her clientele list and like got all the names of these guys now this is like late 80s or 90s this is actually never when I read the story, it's never actually been a thing, because, like, the counties or the law or like, how do you... Especially at that time, when they just thought it was just, you know, when same-sex people have unprotected sex, and they get the hiv, or the aid.
1: <laughs> the single aid? The one, the one aid? Yeah,
0: Anywho, they fucking found this hooker, man, and they charged her with, like... How's that story? Almost like, yeah, it was like a 180, like att- like. essentially the only way the DA could think of doing it was like calling it like attempted murder. Because now these 180 fucking swinging dicks in Baytown, which everybody's from the area knows, they call it the Dirty Bay for a reason, you fucks. chat um, yeah, those dudes got a life sentence, bro. Like they're fucking ASW positive from a hooker at a truck stop that kind of look like you.
1: <laughs> I actually have a story. Oh,
0: shit. That's, I was like, i actually related to a hooker. <laughs> kind of related to that. What? <laughs> yeah. Is it Shirley? <laughs> is it, is it From that? Garth Road? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> if you're from the Bayton area, you clearly know Garth Road's that sketchy place where the hookers get picked up.
1: I have a story. and I'll, I'll, I'll shorten it because it's a long story. But I essentially, you got an hour, dude. Yeah. So, this is supposedly true, I don't know if you can can find it, but essentially, good-looking girl goes out to Austin nightclub, okay?
0: Alright, sounds like a bad idea.
1: (laughs) up making out with dude. We'll call him Jack, okay? Goes back to the hotel, makes out with him, no sex, nothing. Clearly, she's not a whore. She didn't give it up.
0: It's subjective. No, is, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. No, I get you. But... They're all whores in my opinion.
1: A couple of weeks later, she gets uh, a sore essentially in her mouth. Of course she does. And she, goes, she thinks nothing of it, a couple more weeks go by, and the sore turns into um, essentially a bigger sore or... <laughs> yeah. It's called infection. Yeah. An infection. There you go.
0: <laughs> it's, called, it's called getting spread. Yeah. Yeah. So. Becky, you're a whore.
1: She goes to the doctor, and the doctor's like, okay, you know, we'll look at this, we'll test it, no problem. So a week later, she goes back for the results. Results are negative for anything. Essentially, she just has a bacterial infection. Well, a couple months go by, and the infection doesn't stop. They put her on antibiotics, you know, blah, blah, blah. nothing works. She develops. Oops. She develops a small hole in her cheek. Ooh, the fuck! Like a you know a millimeter-sized hole. Yeah. So she goes back to the doctor. And the oh, doctor, outside or inside? On the like, like, like if you took a pin and put it straight through your cheek and pulled it back out. So for, yeah. So it started well, from the inside. Well, the yeah, side, it started the from outside, the inside. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah.
0: so she goes to a different doctor. I, just, I mean, some people can look at it and say that's just another hole of fuck.
1: Depends on the size of your dick.
0: For sure, and how aggressive you are. Absolutely. They keep going.
1: But she goes to, the, to a new doctor, and the doctor's like, this isn't right, like...
0: <laughs> Nothing's right, dude, yeah. yeah, clearly. Something's wrong. If I gotta get a second opinion, because of the hole in my face. So,
1: right. they do some more tests, they do blood tests and everything. You gotta wait for a week. So she goes back in a week, and she's walking through the lobby, of whatever office there is, and the doctor just happened to be coming down. This is the part I find very hard to believe. Okay. The doctor comes down from the elevator as he sees her and goes, quarantine. Ten. Just points at her and goes, quarantine. You're dirty, bitch. And so she's freaking out, going, What the fuck? Like quarantine me? They put her in a quarantine. Nobody tells her anything full quarantine suit, full, full clean room, everything. A Couple hours later, the doctor finally comes in and goes, so you have a very rare flesh eating disease. Yeah. Cool. They don't know how she got it. So months go by, and she, you ever seen the people with pierced cheeks? No. Imagine a double zero, Ooh. pierced cheek, is <clears throat> that's where she's at at this point. Ugh. So, They finally figure out, after her recollecting and going through all these things, of all these events and everything, she's like, well I kissed a guy in Austin. She finds the info for this dude, the dude is like, not a serial murderer or anything, but a guy that knowingly has a flesh-eating bacteria living in his body, and will go around and, and just make out with people. And Pass it like that Jesus. So for the rest of her life, this is a non curable disease keep us in the weirdo alright? Yeah <laughs> So for the rest of her life that will essentially grow to where the point of she will lose all of her cheek and The dude went to jail went to prison Because he knowingly passed this disease onto her, and there were other cases that they found in the Austin area of the exact same thing. So the dude was literally going around, knowing he had this, and the fucked up thing was, he didn't have it on his mouth or anything, he had it on his legs. So he had big huge chunks of flesh missing on his legs, but wear some pants. No problem.
0: Yeah. She's like, pull no, your pants don't, down. Don't fuck. Pull your pants down and his blowjob. he goes, oh my God. That's, that's
2: right probably now. how he feels every day. Put some pants on. No problem. Exactly.
1: But yeah, I heard that story years ago and I've heard it from multiple people that are like, See, like especially going to Austin and be like, yo, is this true? People would be like, yeah, that, that really happened. I haven't found it on the web or anything, but like, I haven't done too much dating. No, yeah, sure. But, it's like a six street story or something. I mean, Austin. Very much so, yeah.
0: This is a dirty fucking town.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Lived there for a very short time. Would not recommend it unless you just can't afford to drink literally every day and you have like a robot liver. And you're drinking craft beer, which is
1: expensive and terrible.
2: I <laughs> was drinking more liquor there than anything because like you can go to Cheers and like anytime before fucking 9 o'clock you get like $1 Wells. And yeah. So like, I'm just like you, everything. You, I mean,
0: it's been years since I've been in Sixth Street, but I remember the last two times I went, which were only, but you were two apart. Lone Stars were the cheaper beer than anything else on there, and they are always tall boys. So every time I went 6th Street, I would just go bar to bar my. Uh, the Lone last S- time S- Lone
1: Star, Lone Star. I went to 6th Street, we were playing Elysium for a, a vexation show, which was me and Curtis. Not five minutes into it, we park in Austin on 6th Street, we're walking up, and this homeless dude comes up to us and he's like, Hey man, you got a cigarette? No, man, I don't have a cigarette. I only got a couple last week of night. Well, can I hit the one you're smoking? No, you absolutely can't.
0: There's a guy going right here with flesh-eating disease on his penis, dude. No, you can't.
1: <laughs> exactly. But now, so the dude's like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, blah, you, know, fuck you, whatever. And so he starts, like, following us talking shit. Me and Curtis are drunk enough because I don't I don't, drive, I don't ride along sober. Fuck that. So dude's talking shit, and me and Curtis are like, all right, The girls we were with, like Holly and whoever he was with, y'all walk in front of us in good ways. This might go down. And so dude starts walking up real close to us. The guys across
0: the street start heckling the dude and being like, hey, leave them alone. Leave them alone.
1: Like, Like, fuck off. And so we're like, alright, cool, man, this is, you know, everybody it's else was like is... another homeless guy. No, it was like random bar patrons. Because like I said, we're, on, so we're walking up to 6th Street. They probably know him, they're like, old Steve, heck, what the fuck? Yeah,
0: goddamn dirty Steve. Believe, dirty put...
1: Steve trying to get a fucking half-lit cigarette.
0: Yeah, and a fucking blowjob, hopefully.
1: <laughs> no, but, uh, so, we kind of walk off, we get to Elysium, sitting on the patio, whatever, and fucking Dirty Steve comes back and he walks past us and he goes, Yeah, you fucking white inward wouldn't give me a cigarette. Where are you at now? And we just kind of look at him and there's like 30 people around us and they're all just like looking at this dude. And we're like, we're at Elysium in Austin. What? Where are you at? And he's like, man, I don't need your shit. I got plenty of other shit around here. And the dude walks off, (laughs) fucking funny enough, as he walks to the next street over, like we can still see him, he walks across the street, cop pulls up, lights him up, and like, we didn't hear any of it, we just kind of watched it, but the cop just goes over to him and kind of like brings him to the car, talks to him, and immediately like puts him in handcuffs, (laughs) And puts him in the back of the car. And all we can think is, did he murder somebody for a cigarette? Did he, like, fight somebody for a cigarette? Probably. Like He probably walked by five bars that fucking know that
2: his ass has been out there, and they all probably were
0: like, hey, goddamn dirty
1: Steve's out here again. Goddamn dirty Steve. take him up and dump him under the bridge somewhere. But it was funny because we were literally like, we had just parked, and that whole thing happened. And I, I, I will always say this to the day. Austin was great. 10 years ago. Now it fucking sucks.
0: It really kind of comes full circle though, because like you talk to somebody like uh, Travis and Austin, he'll tell you like when Sixth Street wasn't even a thing and it was such a fucking dirt hole, like fucking cesspool. And then some guy just bought a bunch of buildings up and started trying to turn it into what it is now. And now it's kind of in full circle. It's back to that same place. I mean, for all we know, man, Dirty Steve? Look, dude, hobos get arrested because it's cold outside. You hear this fucking dumb shit out here in the hallway? This fucking asshole acts like he actually has a job fucking pushing cart. You're a cart pushing motherfucker, dude. N- nothing against it, dude. You know what I mean? I, fucking, I shovel shit one time for a living. For all y'all that are orientating with this fucking fascist company, dude. You're gonna go to hell. Okay? And when you're in hell, you're gonna realize you brought yourself there. That's your fault.
1: And all you have to do is hook up XLR cables, except yeah. they're all female-female.
0: to Yeah. But Steve was probably just trying to get a hot in a cot, you know what I mean? He's just like, I know if I ask for enough cigarettes, somebody's going to call the cops on me. Yeah. Also, this is really kind of y'all's fault. If you think about it from outside looking in, and here's my advice to people. If a hobo is bothering you, guess what? Is it that much easier to give him a cigarette than to have to hear that motherfucker yipper yabber about aliens listening to his thoughts for 15 minutes as you're walking down the street?
1: Yeah, but it goes back to that book of if you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to ask for some milk. So if you give a hobo a cigarette, he's going to ask for some change. No, no, no. (laughs) And it just just cycles. No,
0: because after the second time, if he does come back to you, hobos are really good about running through the fucking course. You know what I mean? Like They usually don't try to hit somebody up the second time. If they do, guess what? You know I don't even want to say that because I don't want to incriminate myself. I've never done I've never done anything fucked up to homeless people legally where I got caught by the law. i say we
2: got homegirl that walked by here. The other day, like, oh my oh, little
3: ball, oh, ball- my, ball- my ball- ball- little
0: ballerina dancer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she was
3: she was trying no. to fucking rap for us, dude. Was no, oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I had the music playing and she's like, "Ooh, I Ooh, like this song." She's that's like my Ooh, shit. Ooh, let, me, let me dance to it. And then she's like, "I want a cigarette." <laughs> 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 a cigarette. No, yeah, my, my fucking homeless story is uh all those people's story is uh I was extremely fucking drunk driving through like Houston <laughs> and we I needed to stop to get gas. And uh I watched Bum Fights <laughs> probably two nights prior. Yeah. <laughs> or I while I was at work that day or the day before I think. I'm free. And uh <laughs> while I was watching it, uh I just thought it was the fucking most hilarious thing ever. So whenever we got to this gas station to get gas, there was two homeless people outside of it, two homeless guys, and I figured, what could I get these guys to do for $10? (laughs) Right? 10 bucks. I was going to say, 10 bucks is kind of a lot Dude, so my first instinct is go punch that fucking guy and you $10. (laughs) So immediately a homeboy runs over there and tackles him into the street. They almost get ran over. Holy shit! <laughs> it was a little bit more aggressive than what I was thinking. Remember, remember that but part I was, where I was like, "There's some, some citizenistic
0: people in the fucking world." <laughs> yeah, it's this guy with a ten dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I, I texted him at one point being like, "Dude,
3: just fight me. He's gonna give us ten dollars. I'll share it with you." <laughs> yeah, and, buy, uh, buy, he I said that, and I was bucks. like, "Oh," which went down five dollars. Oh, really? And I was like, "Yeah, I gotta go break this inside." <laughs> 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 So no, I ended up giving him ten dollars, but it was definitely worth it, hundred percent.
2: Fight to the
1: death,
3: ten dollars. Basically,
1: I miss bum fights. But like he was yeah. literally just talking about that. I just yeah. miss, I miss like the actual video bum fights where you would see this. Dude, f- what was that shit that Chris showed us? That was like they went even deeper into the fucking room. That shit, it was uh, like really fucked.
0: No, up. No, yeah, no, yeah. So that what he showed us is a little different, but. Um, my buddy got into this shit. Like, he went through all the bump fights. And then some of the gas stations that sold bump fights? He started buying DVDs called... Crackheads Gone Wild. That is the most I aggressive... I remember that shit. That is the most aggressive DVD I've ever seen. The first 30 minutes is kind of hilarious. If you've ever just been around, like, a shitty neighborhood or seen Crackheads. It's like the other hour. It's fucking depressing. Fuck dare. Fuck any kind of educational fucking class that you want to keep kids off of drugs. You want to know how you keep kids off of drugs? You scare the fucking shit out of them. You have a guy who tells you if you get bad cocaine, you'll shit your pants within the fucking first 10 minutes. Don't, and that's the thing too, is like, don't even fucking touch weed. This crack has gone wild. Literally made me like reconsider me snorting cocaine up my nose. And I was in my early 20s at the time. But there's a chick on there. What do you of the fuck up videos? Like, there's a lot of like, they make crackets by each other, blah, blah, blah. That's bullshit. One of the videos is they're in Atlanta, Georgia. They go inside like a fucking smokehouse. And there's just motherfuckers all over the place. It's like a fucking two story, six bedroom house. And nobody lives in anymore. It's like fucking dilapidated. And in every room is like a fucking smoke sesh. Except one room. They walk in one room. And when they first walk in, they pan the room out, and you don't really know what you're looking at. You see a coffee can. They pan all the way over to the left, and there's another coffee can. And above that coffee can is a crackhead squatting, taking a shit. And you realize the dude's recording their crap house, like where they take a shit at. And they all shit in a coffee can and dump it out. And it's like, Jesus, man, at least a crackheads in my side of town crap in a toilet. They can't flush, you know what I mean? But there's in this one girl. And it's kind of fucked up because I think in the video, no, it's not the cameraman. They find a guy that's trying to buy a fucking hooker. She's a crackhead. She gives him a blowjob. I even think he fucks. So you kind of watch a weird amateur porno in this fucking crackhead's going wild. She is crying the whole time. And before that happens, she, talk, that's, that's the she talks right. about like her making the bad decision of like the route she went. Yeah, but so she's that's saying the, that that's and she's like, blowing this dude for money. So she can buy crap.
2: I think that was the clip that I saw that fucking Chris showed us that one day. He was like, yeah, exactly. you, remember, you remember bum fights? He was like, man, I'll wait down
0: the rapid... No, yeah. because no, Chris, yeah, Chris found the video. It's the guy that did bum fights. He did the crack on the wall. But it's a documentary he made about doing yeah, the crack that's what the what it wall. Is, yeah. And so it's actually a lot more grotesque. <laughs> but it's, did, yeah, Dude, all, it was fucked up, the, dude. The like, batch after batch after I saw all that, all like, that, like at first you're kind of like, oh, yeah, it's kind of funny. And then maybe... Maybe you're a regular person. You're like they put themselves in that situation. Fuck them. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> watching that bitch cry and sucking that penis by a dumpster. I was like, I can't do it no more, Lugo. I turn that shit off, dude.
1: How do you get hard right after a chick? <coughs> right after a chick is literally like, yeah. That's not fucked up people,
0: though. I mean, it's, you're fucked up if
3: you. It's sadistic. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're fucked up if you're sadistic where you're like, oh, I get hard watching people cry about their fucking troubles, and then I put my dick in their mouth. Yeah. I don't know, man. I that's yeah. that's. I mean, if you're cool with it, that's you. That's no, crazy. yeah, but I mean, that's pretty much is alright with fucking banging, crying, crackhead whores. I mean, it's 20 How dare
1: you talk about Holly like that?
0: You did, I did. <laughs> you were you made yes. a to reference to your mm-hmm. soon-to-be mm-hmm. fiance. Is a crackhead order or <laughs> my that's my bad decisions? My she's like irritated. my worst decision was dating a DJ.
1: Even worse than that, a deathcore vocalist.
0: She's like, there's some nights I wake up he's in the closet screaming, <laughs> but it's not because he's fucked up in the head, cause he's it's, it's doing audio. <laughs> <laughs> that is
1: fucking gold
3: right there. I forgot
0: to do vocals <laughs> yeah. and you were Got <laughs> these that vocals for this guy in Scottsdale, Arizona. He's cooking a mess right now, but he's about to drop a fucking Lincoln Park CD. Wildest
1: strip club story, Wes.
2: No, this is this is not strip club story. This is referring back to the throw up story. <laughs>
1: oh, so we're going okay. Wildest puke story. <laughs> yeah. Placeholder.
2: Yeah. If you if you do that there. So um, the old house that I used to live to uh, live in in Rosenberg. Uh, all three of us were DJs that lived there. So we partied a lot. Had a lot of ample fucking people that were willing to party with us and shit. So we just threw parties for fucking any holiday. Anyway. So had a, had a house living, three, three fucking DJs in it. A lot of people that partied with us all pretty regularly. So we just threw parties for fucking no reason at all. Boxing day. Fucking whatever it was. And uh, had these big ass house parties. And... uh This one we did on Thanksgiving, which was, in retrospect, probably an incredibly bad idea. Um, My homeboy brings this chick over that I had kind of, like, flirted with in passing, like, at bars and shit that we all frequent. But um, she came there with him, and, like, later on in the night, he was playing beer pong, and me and her end up going hook it up. He got pretty pissed off about that. But the funniest part of the story is, like, immediately afterwards, like immediately, I'm like, oh shit! This chick is fucking wasted. She's gonna fall asleep in my bed, and just pukes like <laughs> an entire, probably several plates of fucking Thanksgiving food oh. in my bed. Oh god! <laughs> and I'm That's like, and I'm just, I'm just standing in the in the doorway of cranberry. my in the doorway, looking at my bed, like, what the fuck? So my homegirl, cat, uh, who's a mutual friend of both of us. I, like, go out to the party and I'm fucking wasted too, and I'm like, dude, you have to fucking help me. Like, please. I was like, this is going to look really fucking stupid when you walk in here, but... So she walks in, and she's like, what the fuck? This chick doesn't even have pants on, or, like, underwear, or fucking anything. So Kat, being the amazing friend that she is, grabs this chick's panties, puts them on her, puts her fucking pants on, fucking gets her up, brings her back to homeboy, brought <laughs> her to the party, all fucking wasted. And then we just like literally like parachute this, this fucking like... Or like reverse parachute, I guess. All of this fucking puke in this blanket. And just like walk it out to the fucking trash can in front of our house. And then uh, I never saw her again. So that part was pretty good. So never had to have that awkward conversation.
0: Yeah, once I threw up in my bed. Like
2: an entire fucking... Tables worth of fucking Thanksgiving
1: food. So was that cranberry sauce? Dude,
2: or? there was, it was literally...
1: I kind
2: of want to throw over it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. At least yours was just beer. Mine was like... Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So, y'all get to pick uh, the weirdest strip club story? I only have one. Or craziest sex
0: story? So I was dating this chick. We'll call her LP. Uh, penis? Shout out to Smires take out the full name of the KC girl that way I don't get sued later anyways I was dating a chick named LP I was working at uh I was working at Phillips in Mount Bellevue Texas with my brother's company a well-known company out of Houston for the last 150 years blah 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 something that anywho I was working with these two guys uh, brother-in-laws. Uh, one was a welder, the other one was a fucking welder's helper. So, anyways, we probably worked on a job together for about a week. Payday rolls around. We're getting off early on a Thursday. These guys bring me. Let's go to a strip club. All right, let's do it. So, if you are familiar with Mount Bellevue, Texas. The closest strip club we could find was off of I-10, let's see, the Federal Road area. It was probably a little more west of Federal Road. I can't remember the name of the strip club now, but here's the catch. We roll up, I tell these guys off the bat. So I'm like, hey, we're in the wrong spot, man. This place right here is one of those places that sells booze, beer. You can't bring nothing in. They don't believe me. We roll in like three cases of beer. They turn it around. These guys are from Southeast Houston, but they really don't know where the fuck to go. And I'm like, look, dude, let's go to Show Palace. From my hometown of Passing, Texas, Show Palace is a butt naked. I've literally walked in that motherfucker with a keg one time in a fisherman's cooler another time. But we go there. And if you've ever worked in the petrochemical refinery industry, you'll know one thing. The sight of flame-retardant clothing. I was wearing what they would consider Nomex, which is blue. It's a little more lightweight. But I'm wearing, as the gangbangers would say, a full unit. I'm blue down the fuck up. I walk into Show Palace with these two guys that i really only known for about a week. And just fucking that. It's so great living in a small town. You walk in, I see my boy, Nick Seasy. This crazy bastard. He's half white, half Spanish. And when he was locked up, he was one of the few white people that was an independent gangster crip. If you've ever been locked up in TC, you know that's the thing. He was with his dad, never knew his dad, blah, 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 this and that. Well, Nick's fucking great thing was he's my Nomex. He gets jealous. Because I want that unit. So I told him, I was like, I'll sell you a Nomex unit so you can have all blue shit to wear. Anyways we sit there Me and these two guys We start having a couple beers Blah blah Time goes by My boy Nick goes back To hanging out with his dad Real father son bonding time You know seeing some chick's Butthole in your face But At that moment This chick for show palace Her name was Heather She was from Anahuac Texas 6'4 white girl All legs and fake titties with glow-in-the-dark nipple rings. She sits right in my lap, and I tell her off the rip, I get paid $24 an hour. I want to give you half my check, and let's do some weird shit tonight. Now, I say this because I'm a piece of shit. I was dating this girl, like I said earlier, LP. She is at another bar four miles down the road with my friends and her homegirls, and they all think I'm working late at the Conoco Phillips in Mount Bellevue, Texas so I got Heather from Aniwax sitting in my lap and I'm just like I just want to bury so many things in my body in between your chest but my homeboy Nick rolls up and he's like don't let these hoes take advantage of you she gets crunk because A. she doesn't know that we know each other B, like any stripper, she doesn't like being called a hoe. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that, okay? <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want strippers to think that I think they're hoes. There's a lot of single moms and nurses that are working their way to a bigger goal. Taking her G-string off one song at a time. Shout out to T-Pain. But she stands up. She's aggressive. I ain't no hoe. My boy Nick looks at her, they make eye contact, and then he looks back at me and goes, Like I said, Smokey, don't let these hoes take advantage of you. So she calls the bouncers over. Well, you know, the bouncers at Show Piles, they don't kick Nick out about 10,000 times. We're actually, they're friends. So Nick's trying to explain to them, yeah, I'm trying to tell my boy not to waste his money. So, I come to my boy's defense and tell the girl, no, I actually know the guy. But then I get on Nick's ass. I'm like, look, dude, I make $24 an hour. If I want to give my check to this stripper, that's my prerogative. He's like, respect. Walks away. Get a couple lap dances from this chick. But the funniest thing was, was later that night, it's her time to hit the main stage at Show Palace. And when she's dancing, I see these two fucking really drunk fucking... Hispanic gentlemen come into the place. And here's how I know they're that drunk. There's a gas station next door. So if you show up and it's B-O-O-B and you don't got no beer, everybody just walks to the gas station. Well, these guys show up with two twenty-four 24 Ducati's in both their hands. And I already know them off the rip. They spent all their money on cover charge, and they couldn't afford any other beer than two twenty-fours. So one of these guys slams it. He's got one left. Heather's up there popping her pussy. Main stage. And he taco-wise, folds the dollar bill and does the old credit card side on her vagina. She tells him off the grid. It's not that kind of place for a dollar. Maybe a Jackson or a Benji. Who knows, you know? Uh, Wack. You know, the fucking median income's really low, so these bitches are probably doing a lot of shit for $50. So the guy takes the warning not even a minute later she's back in that same area of the stage popping putsy. shout out to pimp c and he starts slapping the dollar bill on her clit and i see this bitch just fucking jack homeboy right in the face with a fucking porn hill and instantly blood is all over the fucking place the bouncers are jumping on the sky they're kicking him out she's freaking out Homeboy, his broken Spanglish, is holding his nose from bleeding and drinking his Ducati, saying, I get it. I should have done that. We're cool. (laughs) No, Jose, you're not cool. (laughs) Sexual harassment is a thing, you know what I mean? But... Yeah, and, and the funniest thing is, is like fast forward four years later, I was in that same spot with some other random chick, popper and pussy in my face. I could still see the blood stains on the floor.
4: Fuck, dude! After after Russ's, mine's not even that great. No, you're good, you're good. Huh. I can edit it to make it great. I'm I mean, a far you, over you here. Missed, you missed. Um, yeah. So I was like 23, you know, just a a young single guy who who's out there just trying to get his dick wet. Classic. Um, well, there was this mutual friend uh, that I had, and really what it was what it was. Is like I saw her on Facebook, and I knew she was a friend of a friend. So I was like, "Yo, set me up." And so like we all started hanging out together and shit. And you know, get her number. We start talking, and then we decided like, "Hey, let's go out to this bar." Now she lived up in the Woodlands or Conroe, past the Woodlands, and I lived downtown Houston. So it was probably, it was about like a 45 minute drive. We go, I go up there, go to this bar and now she's entertaining like all these dudes, but I'm like, fuck it dude. Like they're buying her drinks, but she's still coming back with me. So I really don't give a fuck, but we have an all right time. It was kind of annoying, but you know, you stick with it. That way you get your dick sucked. And so, yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to put up with some shit just to make it happen. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so we go we go back. And we're hanging out. We start making out a little bit. She's like, let's go upstairs. And I'm like, all right, cool. That sounds awesome. Step one, accomplished. So we get upstairs. And it's like one of those open game room situations. It's not even a bedroom. And she has a fucking no doors no nothing it's an open game room situation and she has a fucking camping tent pitched pitched, it, pitched into this futon? no how not even a futon she has a asking. so so it's a uh, she had it was an open room and she had a camping tent on the inside in the house which was so fucking weird like walking up i was like all right this is fucking weird and then she's like, "Yeah, you know, go ahead, go go sit in." And she has like a couch on one side of the tent, and then, <laughs> and then she's got a bed on the other side of the tent. so <laughs> like, I mean, best head I think I've almost ever had, and it was it was pretty superb. But we start getting it on, and she for most people like they're into like the whole pain and whatnot. Like that's not really my thing, and so. So, like, I'm not into the whole, like, pain thing. You're not a masochist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you want to nibble a little bit, like, that's cool. Just don't try to, like, eat my fucking face. You know? Just, like, a little nibble on the earlobe or something. I don't know. Just keep it, you know, a little casual, I guess. A little casual nibbling. And she's, like, biting chunks out of me. And she's, like, digging her nails into the side of my arms. And I'm, I'm trying to be cool with it. And then at one point, she, uh... Yeah, she's like, look, I want to get on top. And I was like, all right, cool. And she's going. And, you know, it was really some more like a uh, like, uh, collateral damage type. But she smashed the fuck out of my balls. And so I'm just like bent over. I'm like, oh, motherfucker. Oh. And she's like, all right, hold on. She She gets off. And she comes back. She lights a cigarette in her tent that's inside the house. <laughs> And I'm like, this is too fucking much, dude. I So I, I told her, I was like, hey, look, I got, I got to go to work. So I bit, I, I dipped. It was like 3 in the morning. And I was like, yeah, I got work at 7, <laughs> which was not true. But I, I I had to get the fuck out of there, dude. Next thing I know, she was going to be like trying to bust out chains and whips and beat my ass or something. And I was not doing it. But yeah, that's uh, I think that... That's my worst and uh, wildest sex story.
1: So, it's my uh, my cousin's fiance's bachelor party. Fantasy Houston, all forty-five, fully butt naked. <coughs> Great place. Weird, weird vibe. Got a very uh, I don't want to sound racist, but a, a Spanish lineup that night. I'm cool with it.
2: Hispanic is the correct
1: term. Hispanic lineup that night.
2: They're not from Spain, they're from
1: You don't know that.
2: I mean they
4: could this club is just full of Spaniards.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we're we're chilling. You know, let you bring your own alcohol in. They just provide the mixers, as most butt nakeds do. We're drinking, everybody had pre gamed. I'm like eighteen at the time, whatever. Still drinking, no big deal. My uncle, who shall not be named, is like, hey, Smires, you want to get a lap dance? I was like, yeah, man. I ain't never had a lap dance. Let's go. He's like, pick one out. I'm like, all right, cool. So I pick one out. Her name is Leticia. Weird name for Hispanic chick, but I'm with it. Fine as fuck. Thick as shit. Nice booty. Nice titties. Let's go. She takes me back to the private room. It's apparently $60 for a lap dance, which is expensive. It's very expensive.
4: That's about right, though. For a private room lap dance? Yeah, private room, yeah.
1: I've I've never... never,
4: Just a regular lap dance, like 20, 30. Exactly, I heard... If it's over 30, fuck off.
1: Yeah, exactly. If over 30, you're full of hands. But again, butt naked club. So we walk back, takes you by the hand, boom, hey, you know, this this is cool. Get back in the room. She's like, what do you want to do? I was like, uh... I'd like to see you naked. She's like, okay, cool. Strips fully naked. Now, the DJ was playing really good shit up until this point. Get low by by T-Pain, you know, or whoever. Like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Whatever. I'm in love with the stripper, T-Wayne, whoever the fuck. So... He flips the script on me. She takes all of her clothes off, and the second she is naked, I hear, I tear my heart open. (laughs) This fool put on scars by Papa Roach, and she just goes. She doesn't even miss a beat. Nothing. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I love this song. Just sitting there, chilling. And she's grinding. She's doing her thing. She's like, "You want to touch me?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll touch you." She's like, "Don't touch. Don't touch my pussy. Don't touch my pussy." I was like, "All right, cool. You touch my titties, my ass, whatever." I'm like, "Bet, cool. Feeling on her, whatever." But scars is playing in the background. So you're like, "I I tear my heart open up." Trying not to cry. Trying not. Weird vibe. (laughs) It's a very weird vibe. Was she crying or were you crying? I was crying. (laughs)
4: Like,
1: no, but like scared. like boner tears, you know, where you're like, this feels great, but I'm sad. Like, Letitia had heard that song six times that night already. Like, exactly. She, she, fucking John she, Boy. She, she, ran, she ran out of tears. Fucking John Boy on Dex is just like, you know, the whole time, whatever. So Scars finishes. You get two songs. And I'm like, there's no way this could get worse. There's no way he could play something worse. So, the next song he plays is Lost Prophets Standing on the Rooftops. So, I'm getting grinded on by a Hispanic girl, very thick, to standing on the rooftops, Everybody Scream Your Heart Out. Very emo. My style. I'm with it. In that, in that time, I'm very with that music. But it's a weird thing. Like it's a very have, non-sexual like they, music yeah, for me. I feel like they may have done that on purpose. Maybe. <laughs> Small white boy, goth-looking dude. Yeah, they're like,
2: he's going to the private
1: room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that song finishes. And, you know, she, she does her best. It's it's cool, <laughs> you know. It's, I'm like, trying
2: to yes. like <laughs> I'm trying to visualize this in my head right now. Dude, like,
1: just like, imagine standing on the rooftops. Everybody scream your heart out. Like, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it was weird.
2: I'm gonna like play that song and like look up a video of like some chick twerking later.
1: Just, like, Do it. It's weird. It but, anyways, so she finishes and I'm like, yeah, that was great. And she looks at me and she goes, yeah, it's um customary to tip. I didn't know that. It's like my first time in a strip club. So I have no money on me. I'm like 18. Shouldn't even be drinking. I'm like half drunk. So I look at her and I was like, Oh, yeah, my, uh, my uncle said he'd cover that. Let's go to him. He had dropped 60 bucks already. My uncle's not the type of person to drop a bunch of money randomly. So we walk out of the private room, go back, and as I'm walking up to our table, the bachelor, who is my cousin's fiance at the time, we'll call him Jarrett. It's very close to his name. Uh, Jarrett walks up and goes, Hey! You fucking dance with my girl? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, that's my girl right there. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking Dude, so whoa, dude, like, like, chill the fuck out. Yeah, this so guy's getting
4: married.
1: Is no, she's <laughs> not at all. That
4: was just the girl that he was after for the night.
1: Exactly. Come that on. was his fucking ah, target for the night. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, Jared, whoa, dude, slow down. Jared's like 24, 26, somewhere in there. So he looks at me and goes, I bet, and decks me in the face. Just straight dex me in the face. Now, my other uncle, we'll call him Hefe, very close to his name. <laughs> yeah. No, he's very white, but it's close enough. Whatever. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You did not just hit Smires. Like, what the fuck's going on? Bouncer's all over him. Take him outside. Rough him up a little bit. Hefe's like, yo, just throw him in the car when you're done with him. Just throw him in my truck. No big deal. So they throw, they throw Jarrett in the truck. Hefe's out there fucking doing his shit. You know, fucking calming him down, whatever. I'm bleeding from the eye in a strip club. I'm 18. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I just got a lap dance. Like, I got half wood and a black eye. So, I'm very sexually confused.
4: The blood in your body does not
1: know where to go. Exactly. If it, if it triggered anything, I know a girl who will beat the fuck out of you and suck your dick. Not into <laughs> it. Not into it. Also, I'm getting married. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> anyways. I admit, you get her with me. Anyways. So, my other uncle comes up, the one to pay for the dance, and he's like, yo, man, I'm so sorry. Like, that was a fucking dick move. Blah, blah. And I was like, I'll say his name even. I was like, Uncle Chris. That was the best lap dance I ever got. I've never gotten a lap dance before. But uh, that was fantastic. Even though it was to Papa Roach's scars. The fucked up part was getting hit in the face afterwards. So he's like, no problem, man. I get you. Let's go get you a drink. Now, I'm 18. I don't don't drink at that point, really. I've had like three beers and I'm a little bit toasty. So he goes up to the bar and he goes, hey, let me get an adios, motherfucker. If you know what that is, it's like four or five different liquors poured in a cup of some blue curacao. I'm like, all right, bet. Cool. Is this going to fuck me up? He's like, nah, man, it's cool. I was like, man, they put four liquors. Nah, man, it's cool. It's cool. So I chugged the thing. It's like I, said, it's cool. I chugged this drink in like a minute and a half. 30 minutes later, I'm on the fucking stage of the dance floor like gyrating like having a good time and 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 the 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 female that happened to me on stage was into it was like yeah 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 dancing with me and all this shit I'm fucked up so everything's cool for a little bit but the bouncer wasn't cool with it I was too close to his girl so the bouncer comes up and like walks up to the stage and is like hey man you got to get the fuck off I was like nah man it's cool like we're chilling, we're dancing, we're having a good time. He goes, nah, grabs my shirt, pulls me off the stage. Obviously I fall off the stage, hit the ground. And my uncle Jefe, who had come back in was like, no, 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 this is not how we're doing this, blah, 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 like kids young or whatever. So he takes me and he's like, nah, it's cool, man. We're just, we're chilling. Like we're having a good time. It's a bachelor party, whatever. He's like, bachelor's like, nah, man. Fuck your bouncer, or fuck your bachelor. He's outside drunk, blah, blah, blah. So they kick us out. They kick the whole party out. And we're like, all right, cool, whatever. So we wait 10 minutes. And my Uncle Jefe's like, don't worry. We pay cover charge. We go back in, no problem. All right, cool. As long as somebody's got me, we're cool. So we walk up. To the bouncer, that happened to be the same bouncer that threw us out. And we're like, hey, yeah, 20 bucks a person. No problem. Shells out 80 bucks. The bouncer looks at me as he lets everybody else in. And he goes, you going to dance on that stage again? And I was like, drunk enough. Dumbass 18-year-old goes, fucking maybe, dude. Full decks me, out cold. Don't remember the rest of the night. All I remember is waking up in my bed. And Scars by Papa Roach, don't you ever play that song, uh, like, Around Me Again. Just,
0: yeah, don't ever play that song. So I don't know if we're going to do this every time, but I am a, if you know me personally, a fan of interesting facts, bizarre facts. And I just want to let y'all know, we're not wooks over here, okay? We're not fucking... Third eye fucking expansion. Although, my third eye is open. I want y'all to know something though. The man is trying to hold you down. Because I'm going to tell you why. Did you know... It's against the law... To interact... With dolphins. Unless... You're in an aquarium... Zoo... Theme park... Etc. The reason why you're asking... It's not to protect the dolphins, but to stop us, humans, from developing connections with mammals that are actually smarter than us. Yeah, this isn't fucking Joe Rogan. I didn't take no fucking hoe-ass DMT. These are facts that my boy Steve, who sells me LSD, put me on. Dolphins have a cerebral cortex that's 4% larger than humans. Did you know that? No, you fucking didn't, Karen. You're a bitch, and they have their own language, which we're unable to comprehend. Had a crazy guy back, name first name Timmy, taking acid, trying to figure out that language didn't work. It is considered that dolphins may have knowledge about Atlantis. Pause. <laughs> I can't, yeah, yeah.
1: Pause. Pause. How do I so have. <laughs> so We're gonna right. come back in on dolphins have knowledge of Atlantis. We're gonna Ooh. come back in on that.
0: Yeah, I gotta really focus it because like yeah, I was dolphins.
1: trying. I was trying to
3: do
1: this. <laughs> oh shit! All right, woo up? Woosah. Woosa. Okay, dolphins have knowledge of Atlantis. <laughs> okay.
0: No, all right. I'm gonna go back one to so Keep all these
1: bloopers though for like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: So- dolphins have a cerebral cortex that's 40% larger than humans and their own language, which we are unable to comprehend, it is considered that dolphins may have knowledge about Atlantis, Lemuria, etc., which is generally hidden from the public via the Vatican archives. Yeah, you heard it first from a Catholic. The Pope is holding all this shit from us. Go talk some dolphins. This is Russ Bauman from fucking Grandiose Bullshit. You don't have to believe everything we say. Just realize it happened. Visit us on our social media page, Grandiose Bullshit, on Facebook. If that drunk Irishman starts making the other ones, we'll have Instagram, Twitter, Tweeter, Hinder, whatever. Maybe Bumble. And if you just feel like you want to give my boy Smyers a solid pep-up, he likes Scars by Papa Roach. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Grandiose Bullshit on Castbox. If you feel inclined, leave us a message, give us a like, send us a fucking death threat. I don't give a shit right now. Or you can fucking visit our social media guy, Patty McMurphy. That's P as in Pat, A D D Y. We're real fucking Irish people over here. All right, ain't dropping two T's. He ain't no fucking bitch. McMurphy, M C M U R P H Y. But on Facebook, he's got a grandiose bullshit page. Come visit that, share it, like it, visit it. You know what I mean? Drop some weird fucking pictures on there. I don't care. Um, And then maybe if he's not drunk today, we might eventually have Instagram, Twitter, whatnot. But for now, we got Facebook. Yeah, we're old. We get it.